Hi, everyone. I'm going to keep this intro short because we have a great episode today with Cash and Lauren of Allegedly Bravo, where we discuss the article in the Los Angeles Times about Randall Emmett, also known as the ex-fiance and baby daddy to Lala Kent of Vanderpump Rules. This article is 43 pages, okay? Just to give you an idea. So real quick, I'll give some brief highlights of the week. We had 4th of July this week. Everyone hates America pretty much. Um, People were forced to have family time together. Um, I actually really enjoyed it. Uh, My brother and his daughters, so my nieces, they all came there in close age with my toddlers. So it was really cute because we um, harvested some lavender. Anyways, I'm digressing. Um, There was a a reason that I'm bringing this up is because there was a point where I was smoking a joint outside um, and my niece was about to come outside. And in that moment, I had a green closet kind of moment because for me, I'm completely out of the green closet. Um, My brother is aware of what I'm doing. Um, My parents know everyone who is there except, and even my children are are aware, except my nieces um, who are like five and three um, or six and three, they don't know I guess so I'm not completely out of the closet and I don't know how my brother wants to handle that so as a courtesy or as like part of what I consider etiquette I was low-key about my consumption my smoking consumption when my nieces were around so that's just something um that came to me during the holiday that I want to share because again, this is what I'm trying to highlight on Cannabis Mom Boss is about, you know, hearing about people's journeys of coming out of the green closet and what that's like for them. And I do believe that it's different for everyone. And the podcast is coming soon. I know I keep saying that like some she by charade joggers, but I promise you I am well underway and I am officially a part-time working mom. Whoop, whoop. I quit being a stay-at-home mom, even though I'm at home right now and literally one of my kids is sitting in the other room. But I do have childcare for my youngest children um, four days a week now. So I'm so excited. So make sure to go sign up at CannabisMomBoss.com to be notified of the official launch date of the podcast coming soon. I promise. I promise. So now I have childcare four days a week and I am officially opening up my services and offers to you all. My former experience of 15 years where I ran a business generating over $200 million in revenue per year has given me the tools and resources to achieve success in any venture, particularly growing the Bravo and Blaze brand to the number eight spot in the top 100 indie TV reviews charts in less than four months. All growth has been organic and authentic. So I know 
that anyone can achieve what I have. Some of the topics of my offerings and services include, but are not limited to how to create a brand, how to grow an organic following on social media, how to use social media for your cannabis brand, how to get in the top 100 podcast charts, how to start a podcast, how to record a podcast episode, how to create a content strategy for your business, how to make and sell merch, how to pivot your career into the cannabis industry, how to book guests on your podcast, how to be a guest on someone else's podcast, how to work with brands through sponsorships, how to become a podcast host. There are so many things that I can cover just from my experience in the last four years as a stay-at-home mom and content creator. But in addition to that, I have proven best practices, industry standards, and strategies that I can implement into any situation and help anyone achieve their goals. Contact me directly if you are interested in working together and want to schedule time to discuss your needs. As far as Bravo goes, um, we didn't have Atlanta because of the 4th of July weekend. There's nothing on Mondays right now. There's nothing on Tuesdays, but Summer House began filming because of 4th of July. We know that Luke, Andrea, and Alex are out. We know Kyle and Amanda, Carl and Lindsay, Paige, I think I saw Maya, um, are in. Sierra, we're not sure about, and Danielle, we're not sure about. I don't know if I'm missing anyone, but that's my latest update. Um, The Ultimate Girls Trip Season 3 cast was announced. They are going to begin filming July 17th in just nine days in Thailand. How awesome is that? You got bad weather, Whitney and Heather from Salt Lake City. I personally think they should replace Heather with Lisa Barlow, but that's just my opinion. Um, That's my opinion. Um, We got Giselle and Candace. I don't understand that because someone mentioned that they're trying to make this like best friends or besties. So like Giselle and Robin would make more sense to me. Um, So I don't get it. But anyways, Leah and Tinsley from Real Housewives of New York are going to be there. I'm down with Tinsley. Um, Leah, I guess, whatever. I mean, I would rather have like Sonia. But anyways, Marisol and Alexia, they're going to be there. I'm looking forward to it. I hope it doesn't take a year like it did for Ultimate Girls Trip Season 2 which I can't even get into here. This is my update. I'm doing a standing ovation. For Real Housewives, Ultimate Girls Trip, season two, Bluestone Manor, Dorinda. I know everyone's like, Dorinda's still me. And like, I don't know. It's almost like kind of part of her personality now. Um, I ride or die for Dorinda at this point. I wasn't like that before, but you got to give it to her. She's doing so much. I mean, who wouldn't be in that state of wanting to just drink all day and then who knows what happens? It's good TV and she's a businesswoman. Anyways, I love Ultimate Girls Trip too. I can't get enough of it. Oh my God, so many good scenes. Loving it. 
Uh, Married to Med, I caught up on a How They Got Here episode that was playing this week. And I am very, very, very excited for the premiere on Sunday after Atlanta. So make sure you go check that out. My dream would be to watch Married to Med from the very beginning, do a whole binge and get paid to do it. So I'm putting that energy out there (laughs) for anyone who's listening. Um, Okay, what else? Beverly Hills, I, to be honest, I don't even want to talk about it. That's how I feel. Um, What else? Okay, so I was like, I needed some Bravo and Below Deck Med. The premiere was on Peacock. It hasn't been on Bravo yet. And I know this is super annoying, but I just had to watch it. And it's, I don't like how they are one week ahead of Bravo. It's annoying. I, I hated that before, but whatever. I used to hate Below Deck Med because of Sandy, but now I actually really enjoy watching it because of Sandy, because of the stuff that happens that just, I feel like maybe related to karma is all I'm saying. But anyways, I'm excited for Below Deck Med. (laughs) Their ship is basically sinking on the first episode. So go check it out. Um, Dubai. There was like some weird stuff going on with Beverly Hills um, and Dubai in the last week. Rinna said something about the Dubai ladies and then Caroline and Chanel Ian and maybe Lisa like, just went after her and um people loved it but i was confused i didn't i don't even know what happened really but um i love this week how phaedra was on that was she's just so great she is really having a moment loving her uh caroline stanberry i don't know i like i just something just doesn't feel right watching her i loved caroline and ladies of london um but I don't know. I just feel uncomfortable. That's all I'll say. Uh, Southern Charm was pretty good this week. Um, I love watching the demise of pillows and beer. And also, it still makes me so enraged that people don't see how awful Craig and Austin are to each other. Like Craig was so happy to show Austin that his ex-girlfriend who he's obsessed with is engaged now. And on top of that, she threw so much shade towards Austin. It was actually, it was good TV. Madison is good. Um, The last thing, some sad news, million dollar listing, million dollar listing New York is on pause or canceled. I, I'm sorry, but I feel like New York, COVID won against New York City, and Bravo needs to come back with two two strong Ronies to make up for it. I think that's the only way New York's going to come back, that and the cannabis industry. So with that, I will see you all on the flip side. Stay lit, fam. People function better when they're high. Hey, baby gorgeous. 
Welcome to Bravo and Blaze, where we're going to get lit off all the latest happenings going on in the Bravo TV world. This is a safe and uncensored space to discuss our love for everything 420. So grab your can of goodies and let's get lit. All right, we got Cash and Lauren, the dynamic duo of Allegedly Bravo on Instagram and Twitter. And you have a podcast. Welcome, ladies. Hello. Thank you you for having us. Oh, absolutely. Holy shit. I want to jump right into this article called Randall Emmett faces civil fraud claims, abuse allegations, Los Angeles times. First of all, I don't even really understand what I never heard of civil fraud before. Is that like per like Anna Delvey? Did she commit civil fraud? That's swindler. Is that kind of what we're looking at? Yeah, and it's basically the same thing that Tom Girardi's facing, right? The fraud claims. Oh, man. Yeah. But so it's, it's like, like against a person instead of against the government. So it's a way to um, get money back that somebody yeah. took from you. And so yeah. the fraud part is saying, like, I let them borrow money under false pretenses or something. Yeah. It's and- making- oh, go ahead, Lauren sorry and like the part where he had all those people put the money on their credit cards and like all that (gasps) that's like so fraudy (laughs) yeah you're making I didn't see that part yeah you're making a false representation to somebody they're relying on it and it results in some type of damage right and I mean that is really in reading this entire article that is Randall Emmett and we we knew that he was we knew there was some type of questions I guess in terms of his sexual misconduct with people or you know sexual escapades and adultery but I didn't realize how prevalent this fraudulent alleged fraudulent behavior was when it came to his business because he Mm -hmm. had John Travolta Bruce Willis like all these big name actors and he was pumping out movie after movie yeah, but man, this LA Times article was an expose if I've ever seen one. <laughs> it's fun. I love I'm, these girls. <laughs> they're they did a really good job. I mean, I'm only on page 16, and I already have a full page of notes that I wanted to point out to you guys because I just my jaw dropped. I mean, we all heard about the Bruce Willis thing. He has aphasia, and they yeah. they announced his retirement. Randall was kind of taking advantage of that situation, but it also seemed to be a, like a open secret or something. I don't know, but we, as we know, Randall being Bravo fans, we know him as Lala Kent's ex fiance and baby daddy who was Mm -hmm. on the show. I think two, the last two seasons, is that right? Wow, it feels I like it was so one. much longer. Or was it? But I think you're right. Was I just it- remember a lot of pickleball last season. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of pickleball last season, and he's just like, oh my god! Looking back at this, and now knowing that he's like fraudulent and all this stuff, he where was he going to give money to something about her or Schwartz and Sandy? Like, what was he going to do? It's all ego. He's just doing it to it's all fake it's all fake insane insane well okay so I read in the beginning how Randall grew up he was he's from Florida which is 
red flag right there, but <laughs> apparently his parents were normies. And but he, I was surprised he went to a performing arts school and got a scholarship for acting and moved to New York City with that. And I thought wow. that was actually impressive. And then turns out he's like a distant cousin of Jerry Bruckheimer or something. Yes. That, that was like his entry point into Hollywood. But it wasn't until he was 24 when he became Mark Wahlberg's assistant, which is what started everything going. And then he even claims that he's Turtle, the inspiration of Turtle on Entourage, which mm-hmm. is so I was laughing out loud when I read that. <laughs> yeah, what do you guys I think about all this? That. This is insane. I didn't know this about Randall before. I thought it was, I never watched Entourage, but I, I love how everyone's always like dead laughing that, that this character is after Randall. It like makes me want to watch this show. Um, oh my gosh. Like, never, seen <laughs> never, but I've I was, seen like, it. I was oh. shocked, but also like when I read this article, I was like, this is insane, but also like this totally tracks. Like this man's yeah. kind of sketchy. Like the in like cash, like you said, the pickleball thing. I feel like pushing the pickleball was a red flag that we all saw. Mm-hmm. That it's like, yeah. why are you trying to make this happen? Like, what's going on behind the scenes that you yeah. need to distract us with pickleball? Yeah. Um, and really quickly, just they going know. back to the nepotism. <laughs> kind of the nepotism that with his whole Hollywood really his whole Hollywood career and the turtle of it all at entourage they're also so he pitched that or I don't know if it was him or Lala that talked about it because I knew about that a while ago when they first started dating that he was allegedly the the inspiration behind turtle for entourage but (laughs) There are claims that really Turtle was based on one of Mark Wahlberg's other assistants, not him. And I feel like that's just oh a God. perfect example of who Randall Emmett is as a person. Like taking, yeah. trying to, t- I don't know, taking an inch and what's the saying? Going a mile or whatever. Yeah, taking an inch and turning into a mile. I don't know, whatever. But <laughs> somebody probably told him like, oh yeah, we took a little bit of inspiration from you, but it's really based on this person. And he took that and spun it. <clears throat> and just yeah. fabricated this storyline I mean he's a fraud like yeah he's and a fraud a, and he's it's literally a, like I'm turtle no I'm not like <laughs> I think it's a perfect example of who Ram- uh, ramble I can't talk Randall Emmett is as a person yeah, yeah. and a businessman and even Lala after they broke up you know she was somewhat vocal very like strategic I feel like about what she would say and she said there will come a day when it mm-hmm. all comes out you yeah. got little pieces I mean just from the first 16 pages she confer- or there was a story about um her confronting Randall about those pictures in Nashville and her asking for his phone and he said no and so she grabbed it from him which I can totally picture and started like (laughs) running with it and he allegedly tackled her on the ground to get it back and but then allegedly the nanny said that wasn't true or that she never saw anything like that so what do you guys think about that because that's pretty serious 
So the thing with the nanny, I always go back to like, we need to kind of remember who these witnesses, quote unquote, are. So like, if Randall is paying the nanny Mm -hmm. salary, and this has Mm -hmm. been the nanny, I believe, wasn't this the nanny for you? Yeah, exactly. The other case, the- Wait, I thought they said decades, but Randall's kids are only like five, right? Another lie. She was probably a housekeeper, you know, that then eventually maybe. Jeff Lewis, Zoela kind of situation. Zoela. Yes, Mm -hmm. I know. But so I wonder if, like, I wouldn't be surprised if she just has a little bit of loyalty and like, yeah, maybe she didn't see it. Like she didn't have to be in that room at that time. Like if my boss and their partner were fighting, like I would be sneaky listening, but I would definitely leave the room. (laughs) Yeah. Or maybe she like didn't see it like purposely didn't see it. Like I didn't see it. Yeah. The blinders. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, that goes into custody. So, I mean, I don't really know. I haven't stayed up to date if like what their current custody situation is but I would imagine I mean I don't know what I'm happens sure in Lala that has more what's that oh I said I'm sure Lala has like more parenting time or custody I haven't seen any of their custody orders but yeah like if you have a situation where there's abuse like the court will definitely look at that yeah. and and they're not going to tolerate putting a kid, a baby, like yeah. in an abusive household. So yeah, I wonder what the parenting order is, but I feel like Rand, uh, Randy, Randy, I guess that is kind of his name. Um, like I would bet he doesn't have like a ton of parenting time because Lala seems to always be with Ocean. Yeah. She has mentioned though, that the only time they <clears throat> ever communicate is when it comes to custodial exchanges. And I think they use one of those parenting apps mm-hmm. that, monitors, yeah, that monitors the conversation. And Good. she says that's about the only contact that they have with one another. I and heard that's very effective. It is. A, a lawyer's it, dream. <laughs> yeah, because you, you can't cannot, delete anything. Yeah, you can't say like, it's holding you accountable pretty much, mm-hmm. which yeah. is great. I love it. I have a blended yeah. family, so I know how much of a headache that is. Yeah. But wow. I mean, it took, in my personal experience, it took like over two years to settle custody. Yeah. I don't know what it's like in California. Oh. Do you guys have any idea or when we would when would they have a finalized custody order and then that's not public right like it's a pet. Not... <clears throat> well on. because um because this is not a divorce um it's a parentage yeah thing in california usually they're all if it's a parenting thing it's confidential um but the divorce would have them uh, public information right. so so um yeah it would be private in the court and then I forgot the other question and oh they, usually they'll do like a hearing in the and they'll be like a judge will find an order they'll request they'll do the declarations and say I think I, like I'm the mom I should have more parenting time because I'm responsible he works a lot he hit me blah 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 and then he'd be like well I make the money like I have the nannies xyz so I should get the kid and then the court would be like you both suck talking parents 
What well, do you don't think? They, in, Cal- in California, they require mediation. Oh. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're required to go to mediation to try to handle it outside of the courtroom. Right. And then that mediation recommendation goes to the judge, I believe. And then the judge makes the final order as to the parenting. But in California, you have the right of first refusal where if Randall says, well, I have a nanny that can take care of my kid, but Lala has the capacity to care for her child at home. Yeah. Lala gets it, gets Mm -hmm. custody. It doesn't go to Randall's nanny. Yeah. What if Randall was like, I want to go out. (laughs) But I have my nanny to watch Ocean, but Lala, and Lala is available, but she just like wants to be, I don't know, a problem. Like have an alone night or something? Yeah, so it's like, I don't, I already have plans. Let's say that. I think usually like in my experience, when I worked in family law, if the parents like usually in that case, there'd be really no problem with having a babysitter. The only time I've seen problems with babysitters is usually when it's like the mother-in-law or like the ex-mother-in-law and then it's just a nightmare, but. Or the new Usually there's. Yeah. Or the new mom. Or the new mom. Yeah. The (laughs) stepmom. That's a bad one. But usually it's not a problem. It's only a problem when like Cash was saying, like if brand is using his parenting time to have a nanny watch him but lala's totally available yeah like would could he use it against lala if he was like i'm paying for a babysitter but she's available and she just won't take the cake because she wants to go out with her (laughs) boyfriend or something like could he ever use that against her he could he could write it down definitely could, but I think the court would be like <laughs> let's, get, let's get real <laughs> I need you to be a judge someday because I need <laughs> your reactions up on a stand with the whole black <laughs> like a neck gown <laughs> and actually can you move to Australia so you have to wear the the wig too <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it just reminds me of Gina from Real Housewives of Melbourne, and I was oh like, my "Oh my god. god, no way!" They, I didn't know they actually had a. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my I'm god, sorry. I will move there. <laughs> so, what do you think? If you were the judge, what would you say if one of the one of the lawyers was like, "Okay, well." To Mr. Emmett's defense, he did give Miss Kent a Range Rover after she let him hit it because that is on record multiple times in this. I mean, we've heard it on Vanderpump Rules and we've read mm-hmm. it in the article, I think, multiple times. I was yeah. laughing so hard. What do you think she would say? Or he, I guess, if we still have male judges. You want to go cash? No, you can go. Okay. I think that like I would use, so like if I were the lawyer and I was like, okay, you really want to go there? Let's go there. Yeah. Like, you want to bring up the Range Rover? I'd be like, well, it'd be like an irresponsible argument, but I would say like, well, he clearly has a bunch of money because in our early relationship, he was giving extravagant gifts. So I therefore need more child support. Like is how I would twist it if I wanted to stick the knife in and twist yeah. it and be like, 
you like, gave me good point. that actually it. helps support my case yeah why i need to give me more money child support mm-hmm. <laughs> this is and fun you should be <laughs> yeah okay oh. so you would say um you need to lease me <laughs> a lease Range me a Rover. car yes because i need to put my car seat in it it'll be my mommy wagon yeah. and it's on your money because you already did it once so we know you can't Ouch, ouch. 50 Cent <laughs> was right. I mean, I know. isn't that the like part of the great piece of this is like he was yes. right all along? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love it. So, okay. I'm just going to um, give a trigger warning because the next part that I started writing down was like, can be triggering because it has mm-hmm. to do with some allegations against Randall um, that are uh, of the sexual assault nature, I guess you would say, right? Um, So I don't know how much I'll read of it, but I just was like, first of all, part of the heading was, I'm not a creep, I promise. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'm like, red flags, uh, who says that? But- Oh my gosh. He allegedly um, was requesting sexual favors in exchange for acting jobs to women. And one of them, he sent a message um, about a rule saying, yes, one day of work and you need to fuck me, hun. <laughs> I was like, it's not funny. It's disgusting. And that's why I'm laughing. It's so bad. Like, I just don't, isn't this like basic stuff that you don't do as a human being? I just like, don't understand people. I I think it's, I think it's a learned behavior that he learned very young and it is is something I think he's in his mid forties, but I think it's a, it's a tactic he used when he was younger. I mean, he was running in that Hollywood circle from a younger age and the culture has changed a lot. I think that was, that's how a lot of men operated and he's, he's a deeply insecure human. I mean, I don't, I think it's blatantly obvious based on his own, like just his physical appearance alone. Um, And that's not, I mean, I do look, like I said, that I do look like, great. but I mean, I do look like squints right now from Sandlot, as I said, so I'm no one to talk right now, but, but I, I think it's, it's, it's completely, it makes sense. And what you, the quote that you get, you gave earlier where he says, I'm not a creep. I promise. Like he's trying to pick up a girl in, you know, Sunset Boulevard or in Hollywood, he rolls, he's rolls up in his Bentley or his Rolls Royce. Oh, I'm sorry, on Ventura Bar- Boulevard, and then says something along the lines of, hey, sweetie, like, and tries to get her to get in the car and says, I'm not a creep, I promise. I'm, a, I'm an executive or I'm a producer in Hollywood. You can Google me. Like, what a sleazeball line. And mm-hmm. I'm sure I want to know, I mean, probably he's probably used it hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times where I bet it works once a night. I bet. I bet it did. Yeah. I bet it worked once a night in Hollywood. Ugh. Should it's be his so next gross. film. <laughs> One, once a night in Hollywood. <laughs> I was going to say, that is that's a nice a one. That's a good ring to it. <laughs> it's like once upon a time in Hollywood or whatever. But yeah, yeah I think he, he was very predatorial. And I think it was yeah. just, he never, he, he strikes me as somebody who's very immature. 
and kind of stunted and is emotional. Yeah. Something stunted emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. And so he just reminds me of a teenage boy. Yeah. And the way that he communicates. And even like the pickleball thing. And yeah, it's very it reminds it's me very, of like a high school kid. Yeah. It's very deeply immature and strange. And you would think, especially we talked about this, Lauren and I talked about this, that how do you engage in this type of behavior when you're the father of three or does he have three girls or four? He has three, three. now, you know, and it's like, how are you a father with young girls and you treat women this way I know it's ab- so you disturbing ab- you objectify them regularly yeah it's ridiculous but that's why like <clears throat> I guess I could see someone like Jax well why are like, they friends well, <laughs> I can you know? see like, he's a creep too so we know like you are kind of who you hang out with and those two are like two birds of a feather or what is it oh shit Two birds of a feather flock together <laughs> yeah this just happened like on southern charm I think with Lava. um but I could almost see Jax being stunted or like not getting to that emotional state where he stops objectifying women because he has a son like he hasn't had a daughter yet I can kind I of not like as an excuse but like Randall literally has no excuse and it's mm-hmm. like that's the creepy part to me it's yeah. like but you know what I mean I think that Jax was so exposed on television for so long that he had to change his behavior when he was on Vanderpump Rules and you kind of saw it towards I think his last season when him and Brittany got married and I think his dad died and she mm-hmm. was pregnant like you started to see some change yeah. of course I don't know this man and I'm totally speculating but we I don't do know think, him <laughs> but I don't think Randall has had that level of exposure where he's yeah. had to look inward and look at himself I think this is the first example of that is this expose of oh yeah. shit people are catching on and Lauren and I talked about this there is so much damning evidence like this is not speculation this is information this this entire article is based on facts affidavits that are filed with the court full-blown affidavits like I don't think they ever really I don't think they interviewed Lala or anybody for this interview it's statements that are pulled from affidavits yeah yeah that they submitted to the family court and I mean there's evidence that he was there's screen grabs of him soliciting sex from a girl on Instagram you know and the quote that you said earlier about him trying to pay a girl off or to try to sorry to um, exchange sex for a role or to mm-hmm. silence a girl. Hey, I'm going to pay you 2,500 bucks. Or the one fuck on the DL do yeah. heroin and meth. Uh, yes. That's the girl in Vegas. That's the text yeah. message where she, she had that's no idea cute. who he was, no idea who he was. And then he found her phone number and started texting her because she wasn't responding to him on Instagram. That that's- is the crazy that is like stalker stage mm-hmm. five clinger to the max yeah it's a thousand percent it's really it's really scary and I, you also want to I want and I'm sure Lala's gonna probably write a book about it um I hope but so. I want to know how much did she know like yeah. how often was this behavior going on for like what signs and red flags did she see because I bet she, I would almost bet that she started to see things for what 
the truth is like when she started sobering up because mm-hmm. like if they're both doing these like insane drugs and alcohol and getting in like didn't she say she like totally broke a glass wall or something in one of her or maybe a window or something weird happened and she like broke something crazy like they were doing some serious like shit getting wasted so I feel like there's a part of that relationship where she probably had no idea or didn't care because she was like operating in a haze but once she sobered up and like had her baby and everything like I do wonder like I mean obviously enough to I don't know because she trusted him enough to go to um Nashville you know well, yeah, but it's work. And so obviously he's got to bring home money, but I guess I didn't realize the substance abuse that was go- ongoing in their household. And I didn't realize that Randall struggled with his sobriety because his spokesperson that is referenced throughout this article says, you know, in reference to that heroin, the statement about doing drugs, that he, the message he sent that woman his spokesperson says he's sober now and he has been for a year. And I didn't know that there was a struggle of sobriety. Yeah. What does that really mean? Is that from alcohol or drugs, like hard drugs? I I thought that was very interesting that they said that. I would assume it's probably a combination of drugs and alcohol. What those drugs are, I don't know, but I think we can probably speculate. I think we all know what the, the, the prevalent party drug is, but I would guess heroin and meth. Well, just because you're going off of his, I mean, those are his statements. Yeah. He he looks like he would do heroin and meth. Um, (laughs) No, he doesn't though, because he's so big. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's why I was really shocked by it. And well, he did um, have a negative drug test, but they didn't specify like what they test yeah that doesn't mean anything these days no offense you can buy urine online no I (laughs) I agree with that I just thought it was interesting that they threw that in there too but I didn't even get that much further I mean I read I was skimming and I saw um, oh well you missed the best part Mm -hmm. oh my god well tell me (laughs) the assistant wait the assistant who claims she didn't see him tackle Lala. No, somebody no, no, else. No, 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 no. Cash, okay. you have to. You tell her. Okay, so no, there is a header in this LA Times article <laughs> called "The Tasmanian Devil," and if anybody is going to go read this <gasps> right article, I invite you to just read this header. So they talk about. So Randall went to Florida for. Well, so the reason why it's called Tasmanian Devil is because. His partner, Furla, once described Randall Emmett as the Tasmanian devil, which I think goes back to the conversation we just had of erratic (laughs) behavior and objective signs and symptoms probably of intoxication or alcohol abuse, and that he was a demanding boss. So one of his assistants, I think Randall goes to Florida, right? Lauren goes to Florida for like a poker tournament or even maybe work. Mm -hmm. And he asks his assistant to send out his poker table and poker chips, like the nice ones and fly it down. It's either Florida or Puerto Rico. It might be Vegas. No, it wasn't Vegas. Okay. And so, (laughs) and so he has him send it off. Right. Yeah. Right here. So it says about a month into his job, uh, Martin hit the EFO or had his job at EFO, Martin was directed by an executive to send Randall Emmett's poker chips and his custom poker table to Puerto Rico the following day. 
According to a text message exchange reviewed by the Times, the table weighed 100 pounds, so Martin and an intern called FedEx Freight, and Martin put the $1,250 charge on his personal account. The LA Times reviewed the receipt, bank charge, and photo of the package. A person close to Randall said that uh, Martin was eventually reimbursed, right? And so the former assistant then hops on a flight to go to Puerto Rico to set up the table for Randall. After the arrival, another assistant um, had to go to his suite, which cost about $1,300 a night at the Ritz-Carlton to receive something out of the safe. And this is all being done through the direction of Randall. The combination, I guess, when the assistant got there, the combination didn't work. So he had to call drug, or he had to call, sorry, staff down to come and help him, right? And so the staff security team comes up, they open the safe and they just turn away. And Martin said he looks in the safe and found a giant bag of cocaine. And so Martin, who's an African-American male, said he was petrified by the like, prospects of being caught with the drugs. Randall Emmett made, based on the statements in this article, made Martin drive about 30 minutes with this block of cocaine in the car to wherever Randall Emmett was. And I think we all know, especially, I mean, just the fear alone, but also from a young Black man who's, I mean... Yeah, yeah. There's not time stating that there was fear. I mean, that's a felony. That is a full blown felony. Like you are going to prison. Yeah. Granted, based on the big bag of cocaine, you know, this isn't a small personal use. So he's dealing drugs for money. You think, or you think that was no, 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 beyond recreational? No, I. I'm just saying it wasn't. a personal use is something that you see it people carry in like a small little plastic right. bag what he did with this big bag of cocaine i have no idea and also i guess you have to leave that up to your imagination of what a big bag of cocaine is because to me yeah. i think a giant ziploc bag but a big bag of cocaine to somebody also might be some a small ziploc bag yeah because i but i, I bet don't know. Small just, one could be big yeah yeah it's yeah. all based on perception but i think he I think he describes it later in the article of like a bricked up block of cocaine, like a kilo of cocaine. That's a lot. That's a lot. And so, but there's personal use anymore. I don't think, but there's this like behavior of him kind of exploiting his assistants and telling his assistants, you need to put it on your personal card. And there's another instance where they go to the, was it the Beverly Hills Hilton or the mm-hmm. Beverly Hills, sorry, hotel to set up like a date night for him, for Randall and Lala. And the assistant goes, yeah. goes, runs over to a floor shop, buys a $350 bag of flowers to sprinkle onto the bed and write out Lala. He goes downstairs to give the front desk person the key back so that when Randall arrives, the key will be there. Randall shows up. He can't get the key because for some reason and so he makes the assistant basically come back and the person at the front desk says well we have to have a credit card in order to give you the key back and randall freaks out and says you know my card's basically maxed out handle it i i can't do this so this young assistant's freaking out tries to put the money on his debit card gets denied because who in the right mind has twelve hundred dollars at that age just on a debit card And so this young assistant has to call his mom in Rhode Island or Maryland on the East coast. The mom freaks out, wires the money because she thinks her son's in like legitimate danger. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. This is so like Tinder swindler style. Yeah. You know, and I think there are, 
he was eventually refunded and stuff, but it's just this idea of manipulation and yeah control and and power over people he's on a huge trip and it's Lawrence I favorite thing to say it's like the Girardis you know Tom Girardi is robbing Peter to pay Paul it's just this Mm -hmm. game of catch up you're playing Mm -hmm. and I it, it happens later on in the article where they talk about you know the finances behind the scenes with his business but I think he was deeply struggling financially and he was doing his best to maintain this image and I think it makes sense why he came back to Vanderpump Rules and why yeah I think there was questions like what is Randall Emmett doing on screen but it makes he wanted to promote his business he wanted to promote himself he wanted he to needed money likable. too he needed money it makes sense it wow. does make sense I also saw is um so I was just skimming. I saw Stormy Daniels' name and Donald Trump, like <laughs> using the same lawyer or something. <laughs> Somebody, um, the lawyer who represented Stormy Daniels is representing the vic- some of the victims of him. I think was oh, was what yeah. that was. And then also I saw a story about excuse me, Lala's mother getting involved and mm-hmm. an attorney presenting her $14,000 to keep her relationship with Emmett a secret or something. Could you guys know more about that? Because I was so confused because it said that Lala continued to date him even after that happened. Do you guys know yeah. more about that? I'm so confused about that. So I guess Randall had like, an, aff- uh, an affinity for non-disclosure agreements you know because he was <laughs> like doing bad things <laughs> yeah <laughs> so he had everyone um in his life try to sign them like he's trying to be Chris Jenner and he's just not and he had he had asked Lala to sign one um when they started their relationship and Lala was like you know a young girl just kind of moved to LA like a waitress so she's like hey mom can you go with me to the lawyer we'll like look it over so her and her mom go to the lawyer and they're like reading it over whatever and the lawyer's like okay so we'll give you fourteen thousand dollars like for you to sign this so like basically paying you for your silence and lala's mom was like absolutely fucking not like do not sign that and um they got up and they left and she didn't take the money or sign it Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what that was about, but I, I don't know if I would go back into a relationship after that, but that's just me. But, but again, she was probably in a vulnerable, vulnerable position. She was young being probably in some way manipulated by Mm -hmm. Randall. And it's like, I mean, it is, it's like being in a physically abusive and emotionally abusive relationship where there's just this always constantly apologizing and making these false promises of don't worry I okay it's fine that'll never happen again here I'll buy you something or here let's do this oh you want to get married okay we'll get married Mm -hmm. oh speaking of that somebody dm'd us um I don't know if you read this cash or you heard about this Jenny but remember how Lala said her ring was fake Mm -hmm. yeah so this guy messaged us and said that apparently on heather mcdonald's podcast which i don't listen to um somebody actually came on and said that it's not that it was a fake ring it was a really bad diamond that went through a chemical bleaching process yeah it was a brown diamond 
I yeah. had never, I had never, I've never heard, heard of, of that. that. Yeah. So and the that's, co-bleaching. So it was a, it was a brown diamond wow. that they then bleach and clean out to make it look clear. How do they? So it's like a hundred dollar diamond that then, you know, they bleach, 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 clean, clean, clean. Wow. And now he alleges it's worth a hundred thousand dollars. I, how did she not go get that? Like, yeah, that's like one of the two things I would do. I would go get it appraised, like insured. It's I mean, sure, it'd be unless- appraised if it's that expensive. It should yeah. already be appraised before he even proposes. No, well, you would buddy gets that- a ring like that without getting it appraised first, unless you're some kind of con artist. But think, she probably was just excited. They got engaged. She didn't think anything of it. Um, she has got to be a better gold digger. If she's going to be doing this, she has got to get better at it. Well, let's just say, I think lessons on gold digging. That's your <laughs> new book. <laughs> I think Lala's going to be yeah. fine. I was going to ask will- you, like, what do you guys think? You know, we'll see from here. I mean, I know my own thoughts. I feel like she's, like you said, she's going to be fine. She's going to write a book. I bet she'll get her own show. Like, yeah, who doesn't she's... like Lala? I love Lala. I love watching her. I she's so Lala. interesting to look at. Like, she's fun to watch. <laughs> like, <look> at. <laughs> I love her. So, I wouldn't be surprised if we got a show from her. Um, but for Rand, I I think the day's been ruined for Rand, and I hope that like I'm here for Bruce Willis, and I hope his family gets some hands on rand man do you so think rude. he'll go to jail randall mm, no i mean unless there's criminal prosecution for the sexual misconduct right okay i but, did see something i don't know if you guys saw this and trigger warning but there was a rumor or some kind of blind that said that randall may have a thing i wouldn't for- i wouldn't say it i would not say it Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, I would not That's say that. awful. I would not repeat that. I'm just okay. saying. <laughs> like <laughs> not, on, not on a recording. <laughs> especially I think I'm with, talking to lawyers. Especially leading with a rumor. <laughs> allegedly. Yeah. Am I allowed to say allegedly? <laughs> no, 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 no. Not with that. Allegedly, not he's a that. bad man. And we Wait, do so know. What, so then the person who put that up on Instagram, like. Yeah, they can get sued immediately. Especially, yeah. Where, where's like the line for like what things you, have to, you can and can't you have to have, post. like us reading through this article this article has been fact-checked and there's evidence and it's cited in this article that you know by it's been reviewed by the la times and trust me the la times has top tier attorneys mm-hmm. that are looking over articles before they go out because the last thing they want to do is be yeah. sued for defamation right or yeah. like amber yeah you don't want to then have to pull an article or write a uh, a press release about it or amend or edit the article yeah you really have to be careful about what you're saying and just because you put allegedly before it doesn't mean necessarily you're not then republishing a defamatory statement but I feel comfortable talking about this on online because again it's been fact-checked and there's evidence mm-hmm. that this is ongoing but yeah I mean I to, don't know if the rumor I heard is fact-checked at all. yeah and so well, the, it's like the Nicki not Nicki Minaj was it Nicki Minaj or Cardi B where Nicki the YouTuber Minaj, no the uh, YouTuber had come mm. out she was kind of like a low-level YouTube star 
and came out and was spreading all of these rumors about Cardi B and was reached out by the council, I think, and they asked her to take it down. I don't think she ever did. And they went to trial and Cardi B won and she had to pay, I think, over a million dollars in damages. So they so will the come way after the, people. They will come after people. And the reason why people do blind items is because they're like because not saying, you know, Lauren does heroin. They're saying like, oh, your favorite blonde yeah brilliant girl does you know yeah. drugs you know so it's like in innuendo sort of figuring it yeah. out um so I think that's how they get around it yeah that makes sense. yeah it, it's a, and coming off the heels of the Amber Heard too I think it puts people because normally it's very difficult to win a defamation case it's very yeah. very difficult because there's mm-hmm. so many defenses um but I think coming off the heels of that, people are being extra careful with what they're doing. And I yeah, think that was. That's good to know. And, and especially if you have somebody who's very litigious that you're writing about or who's, I, Randall Emmett strikes me as somebody who's more than happy to send out a cease and desist letter. Yeah. So. Do you think he could with this episode? No. No. I mean, you talking. can, anyone can send Anybody anything. can send a cease and desist letter. The The thing I always say is like, anyone can do anything anyone can write anything down it's a piece of paper and you should always ask an attorney if it means something but sometimes it's just like stop it (laughs) you know (laughs) I send cease and desist to my children yes you can (laughs) stop it (laughs) (laughs) they don't listen I don't know maybe this will work By the way, I had my kid watch Beyond Scared Straight. Oh, the prison show? (laughs) I don't think she got scared. I I think she, like, was entertained by it too much. She's like, Mom, camp looks fun. Yeah, well, I watched Snowflake (laughs) Mountain with her before that, which is, um, you know, what I thought. I was like, this is like a modern-day Beyond Scared Straight because they're (laughs) adults. They're not, like, children, and I'm sure that show would no longer be allowed in today's society. (laughs) But um, I just want to, oh, I had one person, um, Rex Weed. He wants to know if there are any ties to Scientology with Randall, according to this article that you guys know of. Not in the article, but I did see them, that um, follower ask you that on Twitter. And so I started Googling it really fast. And the only thing that I could find was that there's like a Scientology element to some of his movies, like that there's oh, that's like, interesting. But, but not in a way that's like sponsored by Scientology. But I right. believe from my very basic brief reading that there's like a movie that he whatever that was um, like based on a Scientology-esque religion. I think I found it. Yeah. But sci- was it the sci-fi epic Battlefield Earth? Yeah, something like that. It was something like Oh, was that the one that said it was like spiritually intellectual with Adam Driver and Adam Garfield or and one of them had Adam like Garfield? Well, I guess a lot of them had Martin Scorsese's name on it too. Like this guy so the moral of this story is yeah. you can do anything. Like <laughs> he is a, he, Randall Emmett 
won an Oscar. I mean, come Good. on. We should get an Emmy for this podcast. <laughs> if we or whatever they do. A Grammy. I'll take them Ooh, all. A Grammy. <laughs> yeah. We need to go for the EGOT. <laughs> EGOT. EGOT. But like seriously, if Randall Emmett has the confidence to text someone, you gotta fuck me, hun. Like <laughs> you you have more confidence like well, maybe you can he was on drugs he, he must have been on drugs. drugs yeah he was in a heroin haze but yeah, i don't know but yeah this is yeah. wild i well i want to thank you lauren and cash for being on today this has been so fun it's been like a nice like i don't know change of pace from just doing a normal recap and yeah kind of diving a little more deep into a bravo leb that we all watch well and i'm sure i'm sure this isn't the end i think this is probably just the beginning i think this story will then promote other women or other business partners other businessmen business women to come forward and share their stories about him because a lot of it is financial within his company too about money that is back you know that he owes millions of dollars according to his spokesperson they've paid it off or they've paid off portions of it but i'm intrigued to see who else is going to come forward yeah me too he owes me money (laughs) money by monday rand (laughs) i'm sorry suffering (laughs) well make sure you all go follow cash and lauren at allegedly bravo on instagram twitter and Make sure to subscribe and follow their podcast. Where can we find your podcast? Anywhere you get podcasts, including YouTube, but awesome. just the audio. <laughs> I mean, because look, we're not prepared. We to usually be on look camera. like trash. <laughs> Stop. Stop prepared to be on camera. <laughs> but um, one quick question: What's an upcoming topic you have for your podcast? Ooh, well, we do want to cover some Wendy Williams, but. Oh. What did we just cover with um well we legally forty ish? We just did a Bill Cosby episode. <gasps> mm-hmm. That's the one that's coming out on Monday. So stay tuned. We just did it with our friend um Allegra at Legally Forty ish. So that's a fun episode. And you know, we I'm very interested and I kind of want to do like a debriefing of some of the Supreme Court rulings, like a quick one, just to be like. Yo, guys, yeah. new new rules, you know, so we're all yeah. on the same page here. But yeah. Well, again, Check thank you so much. I'll make sure I put all the links and where to follow you in the show notes. Thank you awesome. so much. Thank you so much for having us. Please make sure to subscribe, follow, like, and leave a review. We are releasing one episode weekly for season three. Anyone who leaves a review and sends a screenshot to bravoandblaze at gmail.com before the season finale will be entered into a giveaway where the winner will be announced on the finale episode. One winner will receive some Bravo and Blaze merch and along with a special shout out and a smoke sesh with yours truly. So... Stay lit, fam.